Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. PR Web reports a startling statistic from the National Federation of the Blind. The statistics show that only 29% of over 1 million legally blind people attend college. There are organizations out there working to improve these meager statistics. Learning Ally, a nationwide nonprofit organization serving people with visual and learning disabilities, has launched the organization's College Success Program. The program is designed for blind and visually impaired college students who want to receive the specialized tools for academic achievement, a well-rounded university experience, and self-advocacy on and off campus. To help you learn these special tools, blind peer mentors who've succeeded in college themselves Work with the program's students. Joining us today from the Learning Ally organization is College Success Program Mentor, Coordinator, Abigail Lanier. She's here to tell us how the College Success Program works. Welcome to the show, Abigail. Thanks for having me, Brian. We want to first learn a little bit about yourself. Learning Ally says that you were diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa at the age of four. Retinitis pigmentosa has created numerous obstacles for you, but you look at having the disease as a positive quality of life. You attribute most of your positive attitude and philosophy towards your disability to your mom, who's an interpreter and educator for the deaf. Tell us more about your mom and how she helped you advocate for yourself and achieve the goals that others may find unattainable. My mom was a, a huge advocate, big supporter for me growing up. Um, I don't really remember thinking of myself any different than my siblings until maybe around age eight. Um, I was trying to read something and at that time I had more vision than I currently do. Uh, so I had the, the page rather close to my face and someone mentioned, oh, you need glasses. And that was the first time I think I realized that my disability set me apart from some of my peers. Um, but my mom was always willing to help me think of how to do things that might be outside of the box and unconventional so I could pursue the things I enjoyed. Music was one thing I really enjoyed and I actually majored in when I was in, in college. Um, and athletics have become something else for me. So she's having that background and working with people with hearing loss definitely influenced how she motivated and encouraged me to pursue the things I enjoy doing. Working out of your comfort zone. Sounds like your mom raised you well. PR Webb says that you are the Learning Ally College Success Program's mentor coordinator. What do you do in this role? I uh, look for mentors to work with our students, so I've, um, through my personal networks and different blindness organizations and just word of mouth, have found um, individuals who have already completed at least their, their bachelor's degree and who are blind or visually impaired themselves, and I interview them, take in applications from students who are interested in working in a mentor and go through the 
the matching process of pairing students with mentors. I also help to plan and facilitate community events. We just started doing those in May of this year. Monitor our Facebook page, really anything that's related to the the mentors and, and students interacting with them is what I I think it's a very rewarding role, and we're here to learn more about the College Success Program. How did the idea for the program come about? PR Webb says that the reason was based on some very extensive research related to blind students in college. That's correct. Uh, back in 2013, Learning Ally had worked with an, order, an outside company to conduct ethnographic research, which that means the research was done through observation and interviews. They followed a few students uh, in the Northeast who were pursuing secondary education and who had visual impairments. The research originally had been intended to show Learning Ally what we could do to better our books for the blind and visually impaired readers. The research ended up coming back to us showing that there wasn't very much improvement needed for the books themselves, but rather finding ways to prepare students to succeed. That is how the program became, uh, came about. We launched it in spring of 2015, um, and that, that was the first piloting semester, and we are continuing to offer this, these services to students. 744 students are currently enrolled in the program nationwide. That's a lot of students. Yeah. Do you have any success stories you can share? One student lost her sight after she had finished high school and was receiving a, her bachelor's degree. She's now working on her master's. And she's interested in, in biology and medicine. Um, and she's currently in grad school and also doing an internship with AmeriCorps in the Northwest. I think she's just a great example of one of our students who has continued to go after what she's passionate about, so biology and science, taking each obstacle as it comes. Biology and most of the sciences are a heavily visual field. And so she's definitely one of our, our successes. Let's get to the whole curriculum now, the program. I can understand why classroom accommodations aren't the only answer to success for blind and visually impaired college students. The core curriculum of the college success program has five key components for enrolled students. What are those components? So we have learning effectively, which in each of these resources are a combination of blog posts or articles, and then some of them are also in more of a podcast format, so there's the audio available as well. And each of these categories has a number of resources within them. So the first is learning effectively, so that offers students ways to learn about how they learn and how they can do better in the classroom. Communicating with professors, so that's more about advocacy and disclosure, speaking with your professor to help them understand how they can help you better. The next is making connections, so being a part of your university or just your community in social ways, you know, giving back or being part of clubs and that kind of thing. Discovering technology, finding different pieces of assistive technology that can help you do everyday tasks and succeed 
in your studies. Here's the other one. The, the last one I was forgetting is partnering with your DSO. Yes. Yeah, so we're partnering your DSO. So working with the disability services office, if it's available, most public universities offer this. They have this office on campus. Some private schools do not. But so working with the office that serves students with disabilities and knowing what your legal rights are and using what resources are available to you as a student with a disability. Let's go over a couple of the resources here. How can blind and visually impaired university students evaluate and improve their accessible technology skills and increase their confidence to apply these skills in a college setting, especially if they're going to need it for a job? We're working to bolster this area of our curriculum because, you know, technology changes on a daily basis. But some of the ways that students can find more technology that might be available to them is through their disability services office. Sometimes they have technology that you might be able to take out on loan. Working with state agencies to purchase what the technology that you need to succeed. Working directly with our mentors a lot of them use a variety of types of technology from different braille note takers to screen magnification. So it's kind of researching and seeing what works for you. It sounds like that the College Success Program really covers it all in helping the blind students succeed in college. What are some of the additional aspects of the program? We're utilizing a conference line currently so students can call in it's a way for them to interact with one another, but also for us to have a platform to share other types of resources. We've had guest presenters, a professor from the University of Portland who's in the ge geology department joined one of our calls in June to talk about what your professor wants you to know. So ways that you can help your professor to help you better. We had another call covering ways to make the most of your summer, whether that's brushing up on blindness skills like O&M or Braille, to taking summer courses, to study abroad. Our community events are something that we're really excited about and that we just started over the last few months. We're also on Facebook. It's a private group, but if you search for the College Success Program, you have to, you have to include the the in there at the beginning and request to join that's one way a lot of our students post there just polling one another on where did you find this textbook or how did you satisfy your math requirements and that kind of thing. You are automatically allotted a mentor if you're interested once you join the college success program, but you're not required to work with one. All of our members receive a free subscription to our library. And so that's usually a big draw for students. Now about those mentors, they've graduated from college and they're successful in life after school. How do the mentors share their strengths and experiences to help the blind students become successful? So our mentorship program is virtual. Um, like you said, all of our mentors have, have completed their bachelor's. A few of them are pursuing master's degrees now or they're working full time. And so they meet with students one-on-one, -on -one, typically bi-weekly, so twice a month, and all their interactions are virtual, so over the phone or Skype, and then they keep in touch in between those one-on-one -on -one interactions through 
email or text messaging. Um, and we encourage and um, ask that our mentors keep directing our students back to the curriculum. So most of their interactions are framed around those five areas we talked about earlier. And, you know, there are a number of times that issues come up that might not fall under those categories. And that's just you know, some of some of the calls that students have with mentors might just be about venting how they feel, you know, misunderstood that they are struggling to adapt to being on their own. And that's completely OK. It's totally a part of moving away from home or doing something new. So that, yeah, that working working with their mentors one-on-one -on -one, virtually. Some of them have opportunities to meet face-to-face, -face, but we don't expect or require that to be um, part of the program as, as it stands now. Are these mentors some of the uh, first successful blind people that the students have met? Yes, a lot of times um, students request a mentor because they've never met another blind person or they've never met another blind person who has attempted to receive a college degree. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of times that is the biggest draw for our students. They just want to be able to talk to someone who's been there, who has gone through it um, and has that firsthand experience. Tell us about a few of the mentors that you've hired to work in the program. I've heard they've had some very big successes. Yeah, we've had um, we've had and, cur and currently have some great mentors. Um, Hobie Wedler is, uh, he does mentoring for us on more of a contracted basis, but he just received his doctorate from UC Davis in organic computative chemistry. Um, and he has a really big interest in wine. And um, so he's, he travels a lot. He does lots of wine tastings. He um, was a great and continues to be a great resource for us with those science areas. Um, Joe Rutherford is another mentor that's currently working for us. His, he received his degree in math. Um, he, is, he just released a, a personal memoir called Blind Courage. He lost his vision through a hunting accident. So he's been able to work with a lot of our students who are new to having a vision loss. It's not something that they were born with, you know, and um, he does a wonderful job of being able to connect with people based on those, those personal experiences he has. And then we have uh, Caitlin Mangillo, who just wrote a blog post for us. Um, and she lives in the Northeast and has a background in social work um, and currently works with a organization that helps people with a variety of differences. So not just disabilities, but maybe they come from different economic backgrounds. She works to help them find employment. So those are some highlights of, of the mentors we've had and currently are continue to work with. Didn't one of them finish the Boston Marathon? Yes, I um, I came to Learning Ally as a mentor prior to working as the mentor coordinator. Um, so I used to mentor, and I am the mentor who had 
completed the um, I completed the Boston Marathon this past April. Briefly, tell us a little bit more about what Learning LA offers besides the College Success Program that some of our listeners may be interested in. So first and foremost, um, people know us for our library. We have over 80,000 um, audiobooks that are human voice narrated. Um, we rely on volunteers to read and record our books and are currently operating eight studios across the country where these books are recorded and produced. Um, in addition to the College Success Program, uh, and all of the blind and visually impaired users that we serve. Learning Ally also assists a number of students with learning differences. We work with a lot of educators as well as parents. We have a program called the YES program, um, which allows students to act as ambassadors with schools to, to help teachers understand the needs for students that have learning differences. So where is Learning Ally out of? Our headquarters are in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, I'm based in New York, and uh, I work out of our Manhattan studio. Okay, East Coast. Anybody can attend the College Success Program, whether you're just in the country or in the world, right? Yes. Anyone around the world into the College Success Program, um, you do have to be in the United States to have access to our library. But if you're interested in working with a mentor and being part of our communities, um, and you are pursuing a degree um, through an accredited institution, you are eligible and welcome to join our program. Are there other like alternates or other programs out there similar to college success program that Learning Ally has? To our knowledge, there is currently no other program as comprehensive um, or set up in, in the virtual manner that ours is. There are, I know a few of the blindness organizations like NFB do offer types of mentoring, but um, to our knowledge, we're the only program that's operating in this capacity. Wow, okay. What's the future for the College Success Program? Are there going to be any changes made or any new additions in the coming months and years ahead? Uh, we're continuing to, to work with uh, the Lavelle Fund is one of, our, one of several um, donors that helps to support and fund the program, but we're also looking to partner more closely with vocational rehab um, services through different states. Um, our goal for this year was to accept 750 students into the CSP, and as I mentioned earlier, we're already at 744, so uh, I'm fairly confident we're going to surpass the 750 goal. Um, we would like to uh, continue to bolster our curriculum. Like I mentioned, we are working diligently to add more and more technology uh, information to that area of our curriculum. And um, we're playing around with other ways that we can offer our services to students. So if that's putting the curriculums up on an app um, or some other type of toolkit, we're, we're working to 
see how that may develop. How can our listeners learn more about Learning Allies College Success Program and contact you for more information? They can go to learningally.org slash college success. Um, that's where you can sign up to join the program. And if you are interested in a mentor, once you have been accepted into the program, uh, there is a link on the dashboard there on the site where you can request a mentor. Um, so you, it is elective. You do have to go that extra step if you're interested in working with a mentor. And if you'd like to contact someone directly, you can email college success at learningally.org. All right. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I, I think you have covered it, Brian. You had a lot of comprehensive questions and clearly did your research. Abigail, I think it's great that you and Learning Ally are working to help the blind and visually impaired students succeed in college, earn their degrees, and have bright futures. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Brian. Before we go, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash the dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Tired of the same old survival reality shows that aren't too real? <coughs> then join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview real famous and inspirational blind individuals and other specialists about a real wide variety of topics, providing you with real steps to achieve your dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern and replays throughout the day on Thursdays on ACB Radio Mainstream. Happy listening! 
the American Council of the Blind has established the Legacy Society to honor and recognize individuals who have communicated their intentions to include ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift. We want to acknowledge individuals for including ACB in their will while they are still living so that we can thank them for their commitment to perpetuating ACB's good work for years to come. Says ACB President Kim Charlson, more information about the Legacy Society and how you can help is available from Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin, T-T-O-B-I-N, at acb.org, or by phone at 800-424-8666, option 5. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio and for considering ACB's future financial needs. Hi, I'm Debbie Hazelton. You know, most of us hear so much noise, from sun up to sun down. Ever notice or think about the effect that all that noise has on your peace of mind? There's plenty of research supporting the value of quiet time on our well-being. Come join me each Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, in the quiet, right here on ACB Radio Interactive. That's at 7 p.m. each Tuesday, in the quiet, 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 quiet. Have you ever wondered how a person became who they are today? How did they come to certain beliefs? How did they choose a particular path? Who or what influenced the person they are now? Join me, Debbie Hazelton, on the Inside Track as one-on-one my guests and I explore defining moments from there to here. On the Inside Track, Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream. On the Inside Track.